We're going to stand? I don't want to stand. Do you want to stand? Oh, I thought you said you were going to stand. No. No, I don't want to stand. My back's all screwed up. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Michael hurt his back this morning. Yeah, if I look a little weird, that's why. It's one of the reasons. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'll be here all night. All right, so we, uh, I'm Sam Means, hello. Uh, among other things, Wave Lake is a, a new project that um, came to be about two years ago now. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Ish? Ish. I mean, it, w it was like an apple in my eye about two years ago. But then what it is today is really about a little over a year old. Yeah, so I guess a little... That's where I like to start. The backstory is kind of fun for these types of things, and especially when you're seeing how the progression happens. I'll just try to not be super long-winded and let everybody know how this played out quickly. But um, in early 21, I started to see how Bitcoin could interact in different ways outside of just standard transactions. Um, the, the main thing that really got me was there's an app called Sphinx, which is very difficult to use. But the cool thing about it was the, the guy, Paul, who, who built that app, um, created these little communities inside. It was actually very similar to how Nostra works. And um, he also had, you could, you could include um, RSS feeds in them as well. And so as you were communicating with these people in, in these little micro communities, you could also have music playing, and as that music was playing, you could stream sats per per um, per minute and do boosts and all these cool things. So I kind of set out on a mission to find people interested in um, in music and in in building on Bitcoin and stuff. And this is this Nostra did exist, but I didn't before I knew about it. Um, so I just you know I started this thing called Lightning Store. I made a bunch of T-shirts that just were all centered around music, hoping I would find those people. And I did, and I think um, through a series of just crazy events, um, Michael sort of stumbled across this idea too, and we're thinking this. I mean, a lot of people were thinking these things. It's not like I was the only one thinking it, but um, getting somebody to actually do something in music in the Bitcoin space was actually very difficult. <laughs> it took a long time and me begging a lot of people. But luckily, I didn't have to beg him. He just, he just started, started building this thing. Um, and and I started using it, and it was really cool. And you know that was that was before I came on as as a as a partner. But um, if you want to talk a little bit about the back story on Wave Lake, I'll shut up. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how I remember it. Um, by the time I launched like this very early prototype of Wave Lake, also I didn't introduce myself. I'm Michael, and I think I've met many of you. If I haven't yet, let's talk after this at some point. Um, yeah, uh, Sam came on and at that point Wavelake was kind of this, it was kind of this crowd wall approach. Like it wasn't a paywall, but the idea was, well maybe we could strike a balance between a subscription and like, um, like pay per play where you could set the price of a play for a song and then if you gave like if the price was 10 sats and you someone paid 100 sats, it would unlock 10 plays for anyone um, to listen to. Um, I think the breakthrough moment was 
when Sam called me out of the blue one day uh, and I was at another job. I had to, I had to go back to work cause I couldn't afford to, um, just build wave like on my own. Uh, and he called me one day and was like, Hey, what if like, there's this podcasting two at all thing. They do value for value. Like what if the music was free and people, people just pay whatever they want. Um, and I think I told you on the phone that day, I don't know if you remember, I think I said like, you just totally reinvented Wave Lake yeah, in my mind. Yeah, because the thought process then, and this is what ties into the Nostra stuff that we'll get into and what we, what we want to talk about and sort of put out into the world is that um, be, because this value for value stuff exists, because our, the way RSS works, it, if you're familiar with RSS, you listen to a podcast, you can listen to it on any podcast player. It just pushes to all these places. And that was the the idea was like Wave Lake existed and it was really cool and it was a it was what I sort of had hoped to see some something happening in music, but what it didn't do is it didn't distribute in any way outside of Wave Lake, what Wave Lake was. And that I that that was a breakthrough moment for me. It was like, wait, something needs to there needs to be an on ramp to get this out just like RSS works, because no one's doing that. You can do it on RSS if you want, but no, there were no players that were um, that were uh, adequately, you know, featuring, ha having any kind of like music feature. So just if you wanted, you know, you see language that has to do with podcasts, not language that has to do with music. So the, I think the main idea was like, and it's, and it's just so, we've used the word serendipitous a lot with how this stuff has rolled out because just sort of thinking ahead, what if, you know, what if there are other ways to get this music into other places? And if you have this open network, you, you can do that. You can put the music anywhere you want to put it. It could be on podcast players. It can be on music players. It can be on websites. It can be anywhere. And now with Noster, uh, we didn't realize it, but when we um, you know, kind of fast forward a little bit and relaunched in January of last year, uh, that's right after Noster stuff really started taking off. And it, was, it wasn't on our radar at all to, be, to need to build on it. In fact, I had to kind of um, twist his arm a little bit too then to yeah. do it because it was so new and fresh to everybody but um, we're realizing today now that we have like a two full-scale Noster clients already in the last in the last year where this can really go from where it is today and how it can, how this music can exist everywhere on a global scale and be and, and actually be um, distributed in a way that's that will benefit the creator rather than the other way around, which is how it's always worked before. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if any of you saw this essay by Anil Dash. He's like a technologist and a writer. Uh, he put out an essay not too, like in the last couple of weeks about how amazing podcasting is if you look at it in contrast to everything else that exists in terms of media on the internet. Like the idea that you can say a phrase like, hey, download this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast like that in itself is a really kind of amazing statement to be able to make in a day and age when all the stuff that's on YouTube is only on YouTube all the stuff that's on Spotify is only on Spotify um, even websites like Bandcamp SoundCloud like those things live within those ecosystems and there is no real interaction between them but podcasting yeah. for, for somehow like out of some miracle uh, anyone can publish a podcast using 
you know, standard files and a standard set of instructions. And then you can listen to it on dozens of different apps without needing to like sign in or hope that like, you know, your podcast will be on this app that you use. Like they're just everywhere. So I think, I think we're trying to tap into that and push music further into that territory as well. Like this, this idea that you could have songs that are available to anyone on any client. Um, and the advantage being that this broadens the audience, the potential audience for someone to be able to find and listen to your song. And then being able to tie in lightning payments yeah. is another kind of revolutionary feature because that means anyone from those clients can pay something to the artist. Um, and then to tie it into Noster, the really interesting thing I think that Noster brings to the table is this idea of identity and an, the, the, the fact that an artist can come to, uh, can, can present themselves to an audience in an open way, bring all their music to all these different clients and be able to say like, I am so-and-so, here's my public key. Um, you can find me on any Noster client uh, we've built our mobile app to be a Noster client under the surface. It does, uh, like, if you're not aware of that, if, if, so we have a test flight app in App Store and on Android. Um, it doesn't look like a, a Noster social app, um, but under the covers, it, it works with Noster keys um, where you can sign events, and that's how you make your playlist, that's how you favorite your your um, your favorite artists. That's how you add things to your library. They're all Noster interactions. Um, so I think like there is. I, I'm hoping to see a lot more use cases outside of social start to develop, and and I'm glad that like there are people talking about that here today, um, because yeah, I think I think the protocol offers a lot more than just the ability to create, you know, a different kind of Twitter or Facebook. Yeah, it's that identity piece which is really cool because it's it can work in tandem with RSS. The open distribution of RSS is incredible, but the open distribution of, of Noster is equally as incredible and has this added benefit of having that identity attached to it as well. So you can have, I mean, I've seen time and time again, someone builds up a following somewhere, you know, content creator somewhere, and then they, the rules get changed and they sit, so they go to try to go to a different platform and it usually sucks, so they it doesn't have the same traction because they don't have the same it doesn't have the same magic or whatever. So they end up coming back to Instagram or YouTube or wherever it is, and they just keep getting watered down and watered down and watered down. And it just this doesn't work like that. That's the the cool thing about it. Um, for anyone who's not like super familiar with it, it's the how universal it is. It's just so incredible to be um, an artist like. Sarah Jade, who's going to be performing, like she could build up a following on Wavelake, and then take that following anywhere in the future. If there's a, a YouTube thing that pops up on Noster, like a style, like a video style thing, and she wants to make more green screen videos that we heard about on our on our Waveform podcast, she could start uploading them then. And if anyone is following her on, on Wavelake or following her on Domus or any other profile, when they log in, it'll just be there. Like or like. Um, Tunester that we're going to be streaming her performance on is a good example of that. It's like, I just lo I logged into Tunester, I logged into Zap.stream, and the stream was just 
in both places magically. It just kind of happens. So um, it, it will be cool to get outside of the social feed thing to be able to see, but also to be able to inject stuff into the so into things socially, yep. into videos, like um, a really topical thing right now, I don't know if anyone's heard of, is the Universal pulled all of its music catalog from TikTok, which is great for them. I'm sure they're going to get a lot more money at some point, but who's getting screwed right now are the, the artists, and it's not even, all you hear about is like Taylor Swift and whoever, but there's plenty of other artists on Universal, that, in that Universal catalog that um, could have been depending on TikTok streams. I was telling Jim last night, I have a few friends who went viral on TikTok that were just normal people with nine to five jobs and now they're not because of it. And if any of those people had ever released something on a, on a universally, universal owned label, their music now doesn't exist on one of the unfortunately biggest music discovery services on the planet right now. So it sucks and that, and that can't really happen here, but um, we were, we've been sort of hypothesizing on the idea of, well, how, we, how can we do that? You know, like some social, there's gonna be a social media app that, that implements reels and stories and video and things like that. And it's just things you don't really think about. It's just like, we're gonna be able to dynamically insert any music into those videos. If yeah. It's just gonna take one, one little thing, one little light switch will have to be turned on and Domus and Primal and all these things will be like, oh, if you wanna add music to your videos or your reels or your stories or whatever they call them, it'll be there. And when they're there and when there's engagement and when there's money exchanged there, it's gonna go to the artists as well. Yeah, I think, so TikTok gets a lot of flack for ruining society, but <laughs> you have to hand it to them that they have figured out a way to make music social in a way that no other app or platform ever did. Um, this, the, I guess the, the sad thing or the downside is that um, you know, they've struck these handshake deals with people like Universal, and then once Universal figures out they could be making more money, then, then the next one that works. whole deal gets yeah. ruined, and then all the artists end up getting screwed. Um, I mean, th th that's kind of you know, the situation that sucks. But, um, but yeah, I think with a protocol like Nostra, where you have you know, users owning their identities, artists owning their identities, the content is um, not only freely available and available to be referenced, but we can also stream payments through posts to those artists if the, if the song is shared. Um, I think that could create a really powerful dynamic where you have that element of music and social tied together where people are not only like sharing songs, but commenting on those songs, embedding them into videos, you know, whatever, doing dances to them that go viral, making, I mean, you, you could see movie producers, commercial producers, putting that content, putting songs into their movies and videos, and yeah. then streaming payments through to the artists. It opens up a lot of possibilities. Yeah, I mean, I've heard people talk about, you know, it's like the, the way society gets ruined by social media things is because you have to, you have to keep up with those trends, you have to follow those trends, in order to create engagement and to feed the algorithm. And so you get, a, you get the stupid dance trends and stuff because if you're not doing a stupid dance on your thing, you won't it, to this exact song and it knows that you're doing it to this song because that's how their algorithms work. Then it'll feed it to the 
to the thing. And if you watched one of those once, it's going to feed you all of those. And now you're going to see all of them. And then that's just going to multiply and multiply. But the this model of like um, putting out content that can be, you know, eliminating the, the likes and dislike mentality to it and actually attaching some value to it. I, I mean, I know, at least for me, like you can't delete stuff on, on Nostra stuff very easily. So you put a little bit more thought into what you're going to say. Or if there's people that are um, creating content, I think they're going to think a little bit, you know, think a little harder. Like, am I, is what I'm putting up going to be substantial enough that people are going to like it enough to provide some sort of value to me? That's the, that's the whole idea. Is like, I give you something of value, you give me something of value in return, and it creates this cycle. Um, and I think that's what we'll see. I think we'll see a lot more. We'll see a lot more substance in what is posted and what we see on social media, even or everywhere, because people won't have to just. It'll be like at the end of those like cartoon movies where they kill the bad guy and everyone's like, "What's going on?" And the clouds like roll away and all of a sudden everything's back to normal. I I don't know if it'll be quite that dramatic, but I do think we will start to see a shift back towards like quality content over just consumption of like mass craziness. Yeah, and the the whole, the, the phrase feed the algorithm is so widely understood now, which I think is another potential advantage that Nostra provides because of the way the protocol enables people to publish out to anyone right. to be able to read. You know, we're still in a very early stage of this, so, um, at Wavelake, we've gotten some criticism for like having a top 40 chart at all, um, which I think is a valid criticism. It's totally valid. It, you know, from our standpoint, we think there should be any number of ways to figure out what is quote unquote trending or what is popular within a certain genre, or maybe you don't want to use sats as a measure of popularity. Maybe you want to use some other metric. Um, and Noster enables that if we can if we just can just figure out how to share the data in a way that's easily consumable by developers or by everyday people to be able to parse it and then re-represent it in whatever framing they desire. Like that's that's what I think Noster provides is that ability for people to curate and rank or create different ways of defining a trend it's, it's so open it can be anything i mean you were talking about like there was a post where someone had posted a track maybe it was that richard track and you were like i wish there was a way to use oh, right. this like post engagement as a metric for the the trendiness of the song like the song right. in particular was getting a lot of traction socially but maybe not as much on the chart and it would be cool if you could and and you can so it's not it's not only it would it's a it can it's just a matter of time but um, yeah if any if anyone's listening to this in the in the future or in this room right now that builds stuff it's like most of these things that we put together are really just showcasing what's possible and it, the cool thing about it is if you don't like the wavelength chart you can just go make whatever you want and right. and make those make that data be whatever you want and curate that music however you want to curate it for people. And if people like that more, then that's Great. awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a huge win for everybody because now we have a better music discovery service, and it's something that we don't have to worry about. Or maybe it maybe it gives us really cool ideas, and we do something too. And that's how innovation happens. Things just keep going back and forth. Yeah, I mean, the top forty is you know a Casey Kasem reference 
for those of you who listen yeah, we're to just that radio back nerds. In the day. Yeah, we're just yeah. music dorks. So we're like, Casey's top 40. Yes, we'll do that, but with Bitcoin. Um, but yeah, there, I mean, that's the thing is that I think we want to be able to crowdsource this to a certain degree so that people can bring in other ideas for yeah. how you could recommend music or even how you could create kind of little communities for a specific kind of music, either, you know, whether it's within a genre or if it's um, in a region, like if you've got a town that has, you know, a bunch of bands that are cool and that could, cre you could create your own little version of a chart for your town. Um, yeah, what's, I think that'd be what's great. the thing you're working on with the, with Coracle? Oh, right. So one of the challenges right now is because Noster, the protocol discussions have been so social app focused, um, we had a hard time figuring out how to sort of wedge music into that paradigm last year. And I think there are developers out there like John at Coracle um, who uh, are interested in some of the same, some of these things that we're talking about, about incorporating music into the social feed. Um, and we're interested in making music more social. And so, yeah, we're working on an event kind. We, we were publishing music events already from Wave Lake, but no one was really using them. So now it's nice to see someone who's developing a client that is not us, who's interested in using a standardized event type. Now we're gonna get into like tech talk, so feel free to leave yeah. the room. Um, but Put your headphones on. <laughs> we, this, this event kind would be a standard way to represent something like a song, and then any developer could create a way to consume and present that song to users. And that could appear in a social feed, that could appear in a music player, um, I mean, there, you know, there's so many possibilities there, but it's a, I think it's a good start. And, and then another thing we're working on is a way for people to really easily create custom charts. This just came up in the last week um, where you could create, like, I just want to know what the top 20 hip hop songs for the past seven days have been based on either plays or sats. And then... I'm just gonna pop that on my website. So we wanna make it really easy for you to just like put in those parameters and then stick a player on your website that has sort of your version of a Wavelake chart that's customizable. Um, there's other things too that are coming. Uh, but really I would just encourage anyone who's interested in the music Noster Bitcoin overlap um, to like, Build on our stuff. Build your own thing. A lot of our uh, a lot of our stack is open source, so our mobile app is open source. Our embeddable player is open source. We are in the process of open sourcing our backend, so that's like content management. That's um, some of the Sats accounting. Um, take a look at the code. Build your own version of it. Fork it. Give us PRs. Um, yeah. We need all the help we can get because, like Sam was saying, a lot of the things that we've built are really just meant to be showcases. Like, they're just examples of what is possible with this technology. Um, 
because between us, like we see it going way beyond just, you know, the Bandcamp version for Bitcoin, right? Or the Bitcoin version of Bandcamp. We see it going way beyond that because um, as some of you in the room know, the music industry, the way royalties are collected and accounted for, the way licenses work, the way publishing works, it's incredibly complex, and we're not good. That's that's like another conference, yeah, <laughs> um, where that can be discussed. But it's incredibly complex. It's a very antiquated system that is built off of, you know, phonographs and the radio industry from the twenties and like sheet music, how it was published and sold. I mean, we're still operating basically on like scaffolding that was built on top of that system. Yeah. And I think it's partly the reason for why, you know, so many artists today, especially like that middle tier of artists is getting hollowed out is that there is no way to compete against like behemoth multi-million dollar backed artists that just have the weight of a marketing machine behind them. And so we see like tons of potential to bring back that middle tier of working musicians. Uh, And ultimately I think that's just better for society. (laughs) I think having that variety is better for us all because I think it's, you know, it's not, it's not healthy for us as a culture to just be consuming all the same stuff at the same time. Yeah, and I mean, I, th- I say it all the time, and we're probably a little biased, but I mean, just the amount of great music that I've discovered that I would have never, I would have never heard, you know, and it's not, I didn't, it's not any fault of mine, it's not like I'm not actively looking for new music, it's just, things are fed to me in a very specific way. Um, if I'm lucky, my friends still send me some, like my friend Ian sent me a, a cool uh, cover of a Paul McCartney song today, so I still get some stuff from friends, but Mostly it's from whatever Spotify thinks I want to listen to or, or whatever um, music blog I still read decides they want to they send me. Like the idea of curation has, has been spread pretty thin. There's really not much left. I mean, even like Pitchfork is gone, you know, essentially at this point now, which is think whatever you want about Pitchfork if you're a, a music person. They, they're kind of like a snooty whatever publication, but... They, you, they needed to exist, and now they now they really kind of don't. Um, and Bandcamp needed to exist, and now it really kind of doesn't anymore. It's been sold over twice, you know, in the last year. So, um, I think just to kind of close it out, we're probably running it close on time. But you know, what we really want to see is just a, a complete overhaul in how this stuff works, and not just continuing to like our mission is to to actually change stuff. And what's happened over the course of the last hundred years is anytime there's some new innovative thing in music, they figure out how to cram all the old ways back into it. And so you have, it's just so messy. It's like a, it's like the Beverly Hillbillies truck. It just has stuff everywhere. You know, it's like sloppy. Um, and it just needs a, a complete revamp. And so um, we're going to need a lot of help. Like it's thinking of like re, like recreating the infrastructure of music is really what we want to see happen. We're not going to, and we're certainly not going to be able to do that yeah. alone, not even remotely close. So I think the I think the one advantage we have, or the one thing that's working for us right now, is that, and it'll be clear to determine how much of an inflection point we're at right now. But it does seem like 
the the music industry in particular is shifting. There's there like we talked about those sales. Yeah. You know, there are large performing rights organizations that are being considered, you know, for sale to um, to you know big investment firms and it just seems like not only is the industry at a large like at, at the business scale changing but you know artists and fans alike are realizing the deal isn't that great for either party and so I don't know I think there's some momentum for this kind of change to be happening um, and yeah, I you know I'm I'm just glad we're a part of it. Cool, thanks. Um, I probably if anyone has any questions, we can take a couple and then we gotta wrap it up and let some other people be up here. Yeah. Uh, if anyone has any questions. Are you guys still awake? Yeah. Okay. Everybody cool. Get enough, All right. Enough coffee. All right. Cool. Yeah. If you guys have questions. Or just or just hit us up after yeah. we're you know you know where to find us. It's a small room and there's any, like 21 of us here. Any brave souls? Matthew. Oh, do you got you got you got one of those corduroy hats? One of one. All right, I got a wave like corduroy hat for you. All right. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, what? Oh, like incredibly soon. soon. Yeah. Like very soon. very soon. Yes. Yeah, because Nostra came in after we were had like literally just launched. There's a lot of uh, sloppiness there as well. So the plan for that is to unify this and and do a couple changes in studio soon, like in the next few weeks to month or so, um, and finish the the mobile apps. And those two things in tandem will be will make it incredibly easy for people to be onboarded, for artists to be onboarded, and then also for their a place for them to send their fans without having to buy Bitcoin. They'll just be able to start right away. Because the mobile app doesn't have a wallet in it yet, and that's what we're kind of buttoning up at the moment. Yeah, one of the tricky things is, and I was, I, I didn't tell you this yet. Um, <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> uh, we were going through the, our, our, you know, our artist profiles, and like close to half have NPubs wow. on their profiles, cool. which I wasn't expecting. Um, but you know, all that to say is like for new artists, especially who aren't familiar with Bitcoin, who aren't familiar with Nostr, um, it's a pretty big ask to say to those people like, Hey, join this service where like you don't understand how the money works and it's on this new open source. I mean, if you say the word protocol, like, you know, forget it. Like you've already lost. So the, the, the tricky thing with new artists, especially, or anyone using anything related to Bitcoin and Nostra is like, how much information do you need to share so that they're at least informed enough to know what they're getting involved with, but not turn them off or bore them to death with technical details and you know, it's like if you signed someone up for Facebook 10 years ago, it wasn't like, all right, here's how a post works. And here's how you, you know, here, here's how these, how, when you make a friend, it's actually like using this 
HTTP call to make a request to the like no one says that right to explain how Facebook works it's like just put in your email address and find me and then we'll be connected and I feel like with a lot of things in Bitcoin a lot of things in Nostr we I don't know I think a lot of us feel the need to explain how the technicals of it work yeah and, and I don't know how much of that is actually necessary it's it's becoming increasingly less necessary I think it was for a while but it's as as you get these easier things easier on ramps to it we could probably you know stop over explaining everything right soon hopefully yeah it's a good question though yeah yep It's close. Splits are hard. I know there are things out there that make it seem easier or smoother, but um, I think splits are still kind of difficult um but i would say like we like we saw on you know on, on nostra social um apps like people sharing music posts they're getting zapped sometimes so there there is like a kind of natural i guess sharing um split happening there um we have uh, an idea for playlists, like custom playlists um, for Wavelake, for people to be able to share those and get zapped for, the, for curating the playlist. So that's one element of, um, you know, a way to earn for helping to like promote your favorite artists, for example. Um, there probably are other ways too um, that we haven't thought about, but yeah, it, I'd say like, if you've got an idea, I'm open to it because I feel like I've heard a lot of them, um, and they all have different, you know, they all have different pros and cons. So, um, yeah. Anything to add to that? No. Okay. Nailed it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Yeah.